Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Biliana Georgieva, who is a digital nerd, her words, not mine, <laughs> multi-award winning speaker, micro-influencer on LinkedIn, TEDx trainer, and TEDx speaker. We have so much to talk about here at Biliana, and welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, Summer. It's such a pleasure to be today with you. Hi, thanks so much. Okay, so before we jump right into your professional background, let's talk a bit about your personal journey. Tell us where you grew up and how you developed some of your personal passions. Oh, wow. I grew up in Bulgaria in uh, 2006. I went to live in London and I was so particular that I want to live in London, although I was working outside London and I was traveling literally everywhere around the world. And um, 2011, I got an offer from Monaco to go and be a program director. And of course, they said yes. It took me a while, but then it was really convincing the fact that I'm a huge fan of Formula One. And obviously, Ooh. Monaco has Formula One there. Yes, we um, watch it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I cool. love it. <laughs> and uh, 2014, I moved to Nice in South France. And 2014, 15 I went back to London so since then I'm I'm in London although right now I'm physically in South Bulgaria completely random travel but yes I've been everywhere around the world wow okay so what are some of your your personal passions Wow, you mentioned digital nerd, which actually is not even my words. All the people <laughs> who know me, uh, as I've been for 20 years, I've been doing corporate digital transformations. And uh, by university, by diploma, I'm actually a financial uh, management, in, I, I graduated financial management and control. And then I'm so confusing for people because I go into meetings, they think that I'm a digital nerd and then out of nowhere I start talking about budgets and accounting knowledge and they're completely confused so yes the, the digital nerdness just comes naturally to me and another passion I have is actually to always follow my intuition so whatever I do in life I just uh, always ask my my intuition it's it's so right and the moment when we shut it down and we follow the 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 brain instead of our gut feeling it's always take us in a direction what after this we kind of regret <laughs> so, I don't know about you but that that has been oh, like my absolute passion to always always follow my intuition oh okay oh my goodness that's so great and by the way folks I did read the digital nerd part in her bio. So I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to use it. <laughs> I love it. And that was my next question. What does it mean to be a digital nerd? And what are some tips you can give the listeners about using digital media? 
Yeah, well, we live in a completely digital world. And I have to say, pandemic completely proved it. Before, before pandemic, I was literally fighting with all the C-level people above me that it's not normal to have people constantly nine to five in the office, that people can live anywhere and they can work from anywhere as long as they have internet. And I couldn't, I couldn't really convince people about that. And then pandemic started and part of me, of, of course, part of me was completely devastated. We couldn't see each other in the offices. We couldn't meet each other. You know, we were, we were locked. But the other half of me was actually literally celebrating because I was like, finally, people are going to realize that we are digital nation. Yes. Wanting or not wanting, we are the generation which are actually completely digital. And the whole lockdown and the whole world lockdown completely proved that we can absolutely live on a as digital nomads, regardless where we are physically, and business can keep going. So um, if you think, uh, all of you who are listening right now, if you think of any kind of business, which obviously some of the businesses cannot be done physically from anywhere, uh, because you have to be physically producing some kind of a product, but the rest of it can be done regardless where you are physically. And this is like I take it as a very positive thing of our life. And I want you to think of, I want you to concentrate on that positive part of our life. And most of, most of the time, I know we are on social media. I know it has a huge impact on our mental health. Um, but don't, don't mix social media with our digital life, okay? Yeah. Because what we, what we show on social media doesn't, doesn't have to be something very uh, personal. It's you to control and you to choose what part of your life you're showing on, on, on social media. But also social media is also uh, chats like WhatsApp and Telegram and Signal, all kind of applications where we can do video chats and, and audio chats. And this is part of our digital life. Just embrace it and take the full advantage of it. So instead of taking it on the negative side, just put like how you can take a full advantage out of this. Yes. Oh, Liliana, I fully agree. There's so much we can take from it. And what I like that you mentioned, especially is that you can really curate how you use it. You define how you want to use it. And that is so important. And I think we get lost in the shuffle of, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Or see, I, I see this person doing this or that. You use it the way you want to use it. Block out that exterior noise yeah. and determine how it is that you want to use it. One thing I do have to mention about being digital and these digital nomads, as you call it, I truly agree with that. But on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, our fiber optic cable in the neighborhood got cut or severed somehow. I was out. I was out completely for two days and I felt so disconnected. And honestly, my cellular service was so slow and I had work to do. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we have become so dependent on these things that how do you work around that when you don't have it? And so I put this picture on online and it was just me falling back on the couch going, I give it up to the couch today because today <laughs> I can't do it. 
<laughs> then take it, you know, take it as a signal that it's yeah. time for you to completely switch off from all the, the telecommunicational <laughs> tools around you and, and uh, phones, tablets, laptops, everything, and just just be with yourself, uh, yes. a bit of a me time or with your family, with your kids, with your relatives, this is the me time. And I also take that as a good advantage. Like uh, even I make it on purpose every day, I go out in the evening after working hours, I go for a walk and I absolutely intentionally leave all my phones and everything at home. Mm -hmm. And I just go without the first three times when I did it, it was very unnatural because we're so like the phone is is extension of our fingers this right. is this is our our life right now but we all need this kind of time when we need to completely switch off and have that time to at the end of the day or if you don't want to do it every day just do it every other day but just switch off completely and have that quiet time without any electronics around i Absolutely. highly recommend you that oh i so agree I used to make it a habit and I need to get back into it that when I would have dinner, I would just leave the phone in another room, all electronics in another room. So I wasn't going to get up and get them, blah, blah, blah. I was just going to sit down and have dinner with my husband and focus on the moment and being present. So that was really important. I actually need to get back to that habit. So during your journey, you have had many successes as well as a few challenges. I want you to talk about a challenge you've confronted in the past couple of years and how you worked through it. Uh, 2014, when I finished my contract in Monaco, I was uh, one of the huge challenges in my life when I was so exhausted from work. I was com- I had complete burned out. And I literally had to take nine months to only sleep and eat. That was it. And, and to, until I get to my physical balance back and, and then we'll start working on my emotional and my mental balance. But when we you know we've got all this kind of time when at work is so busy, we put a lot of hours of work. We don't even realize that at some point, physically, emotionally, and mentally, we're so unbalanced that when something happens like this, like in my case, I, I, I stopped my contract. I literally, I just, I just felt like the only thing I could do is, is only to sleep and eat and, and go back to complete basics. But that told me, and that was the second burnout in my life, uh, that told me that I should never go back to such kind of a level. Mm. Um, Funny enough, uh, last year I had uh, another huge challenge with uh, myself uh, getting sick from COVID. And I was one of the first people in London. I got sick on 5th of March Mm -hmm. and uh, the COVID completely, um, not completely, but it, it quite destroyed my lungs uh, I couldn't breathe at some point it was so so difficult uh, and in in such kind of such kind of moments we always ask ourselves the question what actually is important in our life what do I want right now not what do I want in five years in three years in one year you know how people ask you where do you want to be in one year where do you want to yes. be in five years yes. this is actually a question which I completely don't understand anymore because what is important is what we want right now 
like the, right. the present moment is so, so important. But again, we had to go back to complete, like, like unfortunately, physically not well to realize the most, the most important, to ask ourselves the most important questions and to, um, to really find our happiness in, in something very simple. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it takes that really difficult moment or time in our life for us to reflect about what it means to be present. There are so many distractions, so much exterior noise, so much conditioning, so much of what we think we have to do versus what we want to do and how we want to structure our own lives. So I'm glad you brought that up because it sounds like you really work through that and determined this is what I need for myself right now. And you really pulled back to really get back to the basics. Sadly, most of the time is actually our society, which puts this kind of thoughts in our brain. Like you should look like this. You should have this kind of ranking, you know, this level in the work and, you know, career and family and all that. But all this is coming from society. But when we have the, the health challenge, we always go back to complete basic to be like, okay, what do I want right now? What is going to make me happy right now? And, and I have to say that I, I don't go back to, I don't allow myself to go back to physical imbalance to ask myself that question anymore. Yes. I just ask my question, the, the same question on a very regular basis as of, am I far away from me being happy, you know? Yeah. And, and is, is, am I happy in that right now moment right now i'm super happy i'm on your podcast i have been waiting for ages i i love it i i'm huge fan of of co-women podcast i've been following all your guests so huge thank you and it, it has been an absolute pleasure to to listen to all your interviews and an amazing guest so a massive pleasure to to be one of those guests so yeah. thank you I certainly appreciate that. That just is so meaningful to me. Thank you so much for listening and being here today with me. So I want to continue on with a question that I have regarding your bio. You call yourself a micro influencer on LinkedIn. Can you talk about what that is? Wow. Yes. I was, I was searching for words, uh, which can, can basically explain that, you know, when you get to a certain level, when you have quite a lot of followers and um you, like celebrity is not the right word because i'm not a celebrity I, I am a professional speaker i go to a lot of stages around the world i've been to so many conferences uh and and really different stages but i can't call myself a mini celebrity because that would be kind of silly at least in my ears sounds really silly and i was speaking with uh with my um my, one of my accountability buddies and I said what what should I make it as uh, like like I don't want to sound completely silly and she was like you are a micro influencer and just get that <laughs> get used to this <laughs> and it's like okay because it's so it's so funny I um I've been to I've been to different stages and then I go on stage, I get off stage and then people come to me and they're like, oh my God, I've been following you for so long time. And it's, it's like, it's still super strange for me because people recognize me. Uh, they, they come out of nowhere, they start chatting and, and I can also see I can also see people who are so afraid to also talk to me. And I was like, come on, people, I'm down to earth person. 
<laughs> if you really, really did, did uh, like uh, listen to any of my lives or my own podcast or any of those, you will know that I'm, I'm one of those nerds which would completely break the ice straight away because I can't, I can't put that kind of a wall between me and the people I speak with. So yeah. I decided that I'm going to follow the advice of my, of my accountability buddy and just put it as it's a micro-influencer. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I absolutely love that. You are fabulous. You are also a multi-award winning speaker. Can you speak to that and how you help your clients in the speaking arena and prepare for a TEDx. You did a TEDx yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of the most amazing days in my life. I have to say when I went on TEDx and also the most craziest one, because I was traveling uh, somewhere in Europe. Uh, and I remember on Wednesday, I came back to UK Wednesday full day. I had the marketing mastermind day. The evening we were celebrating Christmas party. And then the next morning, 6 a.m., I had to take a flight to go to North England to uh, be on TEDx stage the full day, wow. you know, with makeup and like, like clothes, makeup, uh, hair, everything done professionally right. because it, you're in front of a camera. And then in the evening, fly back to Keithrow because I had another conference and I was on another stage the next day. It was really mental week, I have to say. But on that day, it was, it was absolutely amazing. I have to say TEDx is... I know a lot of people love watching TEDx, but you, you need to know that behind the scene is such fun. It's amazing event. Um, it's a huge networking and it's a full day event where all the speakers who goes on TEDx, we have a huge party behind the scene, I have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's really a lot of work, but it's, yeah. And yes, I am a multi-award winning speaker. I, I won, my first award was actually, you know, the first thing we never forget. You know? Right, like, that's for sure. Our first date, our, you know, uh, our marriage and, and all that. My first award was actually winning the first place um, from a professional speakers academy. I was in a competition with 112 people, all professional speakers. We get together every quarter and we compete. One, it's three days competition, but on the third day we do, we do a competition, very specific one. And it's very, it's, it's tough. It's really tough because you have an audience of 100 plus people who are as professional as you and they watch every single move of the body, every single, um, um, you know, word, what you say, the intonation of the word, how you move, which part of the story you, you tell on which part of the stage, right. every single, and they take points out of, you know, your presentation, it's that tough. And when they announced me that I'm in, you know, in the top three and I get on the big stage and, and I literally, I lost complete, I forgot what I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. Blank. Yes. And um, what we are trained, however, is that you just go empty on stage. This is rule number one for professional speakers. And when you go empty, you just speak from your heart. Mm. And that, that's what I had to really quickly remember in, in kind of a rush in my head, like, oh my God, I'm complete. I forgot what I'm saying. I completely forgot my talk. And it was a 15 minute speech. Um, and I went empty. I did it. Uh, and, and, and then uh, 
the audience actually was voting for number one, two, and three. And when they voted for me for number one, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. A super, super huge um, for me, huge step forward. Uh, after this, I had a word for the most improved business. Uh, I had the word from Women Economic Forum um, as iconic woman. And uh, I had actually also a word from TEDx, uh, from the TEDx organizers gave me a word as a TEDx speaker as well. So yeah, I had, I had quite a few words and each of them is, is very dear to me and brings a lot of memory. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love hearing about your experiences and it was it filled my heart to hear like, you just went blank. Oh my gosh. And then where did you go? Once you went blank, you talk from the heart. And yeah. that is so important to hear for many of us to hear, because I know that it is difficult to get in, on a stage. It is difficult to speak in front of an audience. And then you go blank. Yeah. And then what do you do? You begin to focus you begin to just be in the present moment and you spoke from the heart. And what did that, what happened because of that? You were success, an absolute yeah. success. Yeah. You, you, when, when we do something like this, which is huge because that was huge for me uh, to, to be in the top three, uh, we just have to let go of the outcome and just go with the present moment. Like I know I'm repeating myself today, but this okay. is the, this is the the truth. Like like when when you have huge dream of yours in your head and we are so close, if you if you losing it, yes. just just go back to basic and just go with go with in your heart. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with this topic because I want to ask you when clients come to you for support and to help them with their speaking skills. What are three things you would tell them? <laughs> nowadays and I'm gonna be super honest with you yes. nowadays the three things I tell them is embed social media hacks in your talk number one number two embed social media hacks in the <laughs> delivery of your talk and number three embed social media hacks once that video is out on social media embed all the possible social media hacks so you can reach millions of people because at the end of the day, what's the point of doing a TEDx talk or any talk if no one is watching it? You're not going to have any impact. See, that's what I love here because we're going to go back to the basic here and that first question of being a digital nerd. And what do you talk on right now about the three tips? Social media hacks. What does that mean, Viliana? Because seriously, there are people out there that may not even have a concept of what that social media hack is or to even begin. So what would be a social media hack? How do you describe that? Yeah, um, gosh, to be able to describe, I'm gonna actually give it directly um, examples, <laughs> specifically for, for, for TEDx. When, when you put a title for your video, regardless if it's a TEDx talk or it's just a video what is gonna go on YouTube, you don't describe your topic. You actually have to think, like um, reverse engine what is the problem what you're solving in your video 
And then what is the, the keywords, what people are searching for? People are searching for their problems. They, they don't know the solution. Obviously, you're bringing the solution. So the hack here, the social media hack is that your title of a video needs to have keywords, mm-hmm. which are the keywords what the people are searching. And they're always around a problem. This is social media hack number one, if I can call them like this. Number two, and this is something what only 1% um, uh, of the people using YouTube uh, are using it. Uh, YouTube has um, the option to add three hashtags on, on a YouTube video. Yes. And believe it or not, only there's so many people who knows about that. Obviously, if you go on Instagram, you're going to use hell a lot of hashtags. If you go on Facebook, if you go on LinkedIn, you're going to use hashtags. But people don't think that YouTube also has hashtags. And I always say, like, just take the full advantage. YouTube has hashtags as well. Maximum three, that's perfectly fine. As well as LinkedIn right now, the rule is up to three hashtags. So think of this kind of what kind of hashtags you're going to use for your video this is this this kind of when i say hacks these are rules what people generally know but they don't use it yeah and this is this makes a huge difference because what i actually train people once we put those videos like like i help them not just to prepare the to design their tedx talk i prepare them to deliver the tedx talk but once that tedx talk goes to to the tedx organizer and they're about to publish it help them but help yourself as well by creating every single element for the youtube video you're helping your tedx organizer but it's a huge possibility for you you open the doors by using this kind of hacks the title what i mentioned the hashtags there are hacks about the description how you create the description there's uh hacks around the tags what you put what kind of tags what kind of category you put for your video so each of those has certain rules what um what what the youtube has but the hacks are actually how you can help the artificial intelligence engine of YouTube to help your video to be promoted, what we call boost organically to thousands of people. This is, this is what the hack is there. The hack is just to, to help you to, to, to boost it. And it's, you do it once and hands off after this, nothing you can do, but the engine takes all these little hacks there, what you embedded, and then it's boosting it constantly. And the, the, the most beautiful thing about TEDx and about YouTube is that you do one thing once, and then YouTube is doing it forever. Like, think about these YouTube videos, there's so many, but they're going to be there even after we we are not longer on you know on this planet we like yeah. after we die your video will still be there it's like a legacy so think about think about tedx as creating a legacy mm, i love that thank you so much for giving us those specific tips because i think when we talk about these buzzwords like hacks they're tips they're how tos I was at a conference the other day, a digital conference for 12 hours. Oh my God. (laughs) Who does that on a Saturday, right? So 12 hours regarding podcasting. And one of the things that I learned is this gentleman had a how-to podcast that is up in the top 10 because people want to know how to solve their problems. 
They go to the internet looking for resolution, looking for answers. So those tips, those hacks about problem solving, how to's, those keywords, so critical, so critical. So thank you for that. As we come to the close of the interview, Ileana, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I want you to always ask yourself what makes you happy right now. That is huge. It's a very powerful question. And if you ask yourself that question, what is it that it makes you happy right now? Ask yourself that question every day. The outcome first might shock you. And after this, slowly, slowly, you're going to move towards a direction which really is going to make you yourself happy. But you're going to have a very fulfilled life. Well, thank you, Biliana, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. A huge thank you, Sama, and thank you all of you who are listening today. Love you. <laughs> thank you so much. If you would like to connect with Biliana Georgieva, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Her TEDx is on YouTube, and her website is tobeaspeaker.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.